0: I've never really taken the time to think about me. I'm always worried about everybody else, my family, my company, my community. And here's the thing, if you don't figure out and have a roadmap to inspire yourself every day, how are you going to inspire other people around you?
1: Welcome to the Inspire podcast, where we examine what it takes to intentionally inspire. I'm your host, Bart Egnall, President and CEO of the Humphrey Group. And if you've ever asked yourself, how can you develop an authentic leadership presence? Or how can you tell stories that have people hanging off every word? Well, then this podcast is for you. And it's not just for executives. This is a podcast for anyone who wants to influence and inspire others in their work, but also in their life. My guest on today's episode of the Inspire Podcast is Nancy McKay. And Nancy is the founder and CEO of McKay CEO Forums. And uh I, I think we met, what about 12, 10, 12 years ago, Nancy, in Vancouver?
0: Yes, it was quite some time ago, Bart.
1: Yeah. And at the time, I think you had just you were just starting to build what has now become not just a national, but a global community of CEOs. And, and I remember saying, look, you know, I'm gonna be taking on the leadership role at the Humphrey Group. And, you know, really I could use some, some mentorship and some, some peer support. And you said, well, you should join my forum. So fast forward now and, uh, and, you know, as an alum and as a returning member, I just want to congratulate you on the incredible business and community that you've built.
0: Thanks, Barton. Thank you so much to you and the Humphrey Group. My goodness, we have 1,200 members, as you know, and I know that you're working with so many of our members to help them. In terms of all of their communication and leadership challenges, so thanks for the great work that you're doing as a, a speaker and your whole team. Very grateful that we've been able to collaborate for so many years, Bart.
1: Yeah, my, my pleasure. And, and you know, for people listening who might not understand what a CEO Forum is, can, can you just give us the Coles notes? What is it, and why would executives want to join?
0: I'll start by saying that our dream at McCasey Forums is to populate the world with inspiring leaders and. We believe that business leaders like you, Bart, are our best hope for making our world a more inspiring world, and that's why we're so committed to helping our 1,200 members who are CEOs, executives, and business owners come together and really help each other solve their toughest problems and also maximize their best opportunities through peer learning and support groups.
1: I mean, we think of executives, you know, they have executive teams, they have professional advisors, what's the value in having a a group that you're part of?
0: I think the key is, especially given we live in this exponential change world with so much uncertainty, is really surrounding yourself with peers, Mm. people who are going through exactly the same issues and challenges, where you can talk in a confidential environment About what's really going on with business, family and personal. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to find people that you can seriously just have the trust in to be able to share exactly what's going on. And to know that if you surround yourself with peers, uh, it's going to be the journey is going to be a lot more enjoyable. You're going to save a lot of time. And what I really want and we want is for people to be incredibly successful with their careers not sacrifice their health and their important mm-hmm. relationships. So I really believe the, the world needs more peer support, whether people get involved with my case you or not. And especially during COVID, it is the time where the need is exponential. And so I really encourage mm-hmm. people to surround themselves with other people going through exactly the same issues and challenges.
1: And, you know, I know that one of the neat things about your role is that you kind of have access to what's on the mind what is a priority for your CEOs, your members? And and so I know when we spoke last time and talked about coming on the podcast, you, you outlined this need of inspired leadership that you're seeing. And, and obviously you've done some work to support your CEO. So maybe just speak a bit about what inspired leadership is and why people are kind of craving it right now.
0: Well, as you know, Bart, I've been the CEO and founder of Macaseo Forms for over 15 years. I've coached hundreds of CEOs. And what I really learned, especially during COVID, is that uh, leaders, and this is heartbreaking, are suffering. Hmm. They're not taking care of themselves in terms of what do they need to do every day to inspire themselves. And so that is the beginning of being able to inspire others. And if you really take the time to reflect as a leader, what are the key things, no kidding, that you need to be doing so that you're jumping out of bed in the morning and you're inspiring mm-hmm. yourself? And so many people skip that step. Mm-hmm. And I heard that all through COVID, working with the hundreds of leaders around the world, people saying, well, how are we going to inspire our teams? How are we going to help our teams get through all of this? How do we help them be as productive as possible? And so when I asked the question, well, what about you? Mm-hmm. What about you, Bart? are you going first and really thinking through, are you mastering your time and your, are you parking your ego? Are you mastering Mm -hmm. relationships and your emotions? Like people would just go, what? Mm -hmm. I've never really taken the time to think about me. Mm -hmm. I'm always worried about everybody else, my family, my company, my community. And here's the thing, if you don't figure out and have a roadmap to inspire yourself every day, how are you going to inspire other people around you? So that's why I'm so committed to getting people, especially this year, to be really thinking about what do you need to do to inspire yourself. That is, the- and,
1: and Nancy, I just want to touch on on something you said there, which I think is you know worth listening to for everyone here uh, on the podcast who's in the leadership role. And you said you know CEOs are kind of putting others first, and so they're. They're suffering. Can you, without revealing any specifics, can you give us an example of a CEO you spoke to during COVID and their story? I mean, I know you keep everything anonymous, but I think it would really give us you know, an insight into why people who are outwardly successful uh, may be struggling on the inside.
0: Well, I'll say this. There's so many stories, but I think of one in particular, a CEO reached out to me few months ago, and I've known him for a very long time. He's a long-term member of Maccasio Forms. And he called me and he said, Nancy, I, I'm i done. I I just really just need to quit my CEO job. I need to bring in a turnaround CEO. This whole COVID thing is just, uh, I, I just can't see past getting through this. And I said, what? And I'll just call him Joe. I said, Joe, what are you talking about? You're a leader in your industry. You're so incredibly successful. I said, what is going on? He said, well, Number 1, I've had a relationship with my business owner, he's a hired gun CEO, a very successful global manufacturing company. He said, my owner has turned into a complete horrible boss after all these years. Mm He's managing me. He's freaking, he's freaking out. He's dipping in and talking to my team members. And I just, I just can't take it anymore. I'm done with him. And you know what, through COVID I've packed on an extra 30 pounds. And my doctor basically said, I'm going to die of a heart attack if I don't drastically change my health habits. I, I really, um, my wife all she does is tell me that I'm so cranky that she doesn't want to spend any time with me and she's wanting us to you know, go through marriage counseling and I don't have time for that. And really at a time where I just need her to give me my space and I can just go on and on about, I'm not having fun. My CFO screwed up the numbers. The wow. banks are all over me. I just need to quit and bring in a turnaround uh, CEO. And that's what I need you to help mm-hmm. me do. Wait a minute, Joe. Let's just figure out what you need to do to inspire yourself every day because if I don't help you figure that out in the midst of this chaos, you're going to quit and you're going to be in a similar situation not too far from today. Mm-hmm. And then that's when mm-hmm. I started to work with him on, okay, what are the key strategies to help him inspire himself every day so he wouldn't be suffering so mm-hmm. much. And the happy part of that story, Bart, is he did not quit. It's not always a happy story, and i, I don't okay <laughs> really to help people quit. But I just really want to make sure that if they are going to do a radical shift that they're really clear about who they are and what really inspires them. And uh, so for him, we needed to just put some strategies in place so that he could go back to doing the things that he loved to do and get his life under control.
1: And and, and so this these challenges have led you to build this uh, mastery model. And, and when, when you describe it as inspired leadership, am I right to infer that you're talking about inspiring yourself as a CEO? Like that's really who the inspiration is for?
0: Absolutely. It is time for executives, business owners to go first, because the more you focus on what do you need to do to be an inspired leader, and you go first, then that's the beginning of being able to inspire. (laughs) You can't skip that step. And most people skip that step.
1: Yeah, it's really fascinating. You say that because so much of the you know, in in my twenty years in leadership business, I think, and perhaps rightly so, so much of thinking about how to lead and inspire is geared around the servant leader, the leader, audience centric leader. I mean, in our communication, we talk about be audience centric, right? Stop focusing on what matters, you know, on yourself, and focus on your audience. And there's almost this missing piece that you you've tapped into as kind of the ally to these to CEOs. So l- let's go into it a bit. You know, kind of high level. How do you you go inspire yourself? And I think anyone listening, even if they're not a CEO, can benefit from this because, you know, people listening want to be inspirational on a big or small scale in their working community. And so taking care of themselves, inspiring themselves first is a great step. So give us the high level.
0: Well, I'll say this, Bart. Over the Christmas holidays, I took a break with my family and I was reflecting on what did I learn about leadership through COVID? And, And this is what I learned is that if we don't have a roadmap to help people inspire themselves every day, then there's going to be a lot of people. Seriously, it's year two of COVID. Mm -hmm. A lot of people giving up, wanting to quit or what have you. Mm -hmm. So that's when I developed this McKay Mastery Model for Inspired Leadership. You go first with a roadmap, 10 success factors to help all business leaders really reflect on what are the things they need to be doing to inspire themselves? So it starts with, first of all, the heart of the behave mastery model is uh, judgment-free mm-hmm. and showing up every day as a very caring, vulnerable, assertive human being and stop judging ourselves first and foremost, uh, not being good enough, fast enough, smart enough, whatever that is, and really stepping into our own strength. And then, then that creates the space for us to not have to judge others. So that's the first part of this whole thing. And then there's elements of time mastery and ego mastery and social contribution. You know, it's a time in the world where the not-for-profit sector needs all of us to step up. But Mm -hmm. yet research shows that most people are feeling scarcity and they don't have time and money. Uh, innovation mastery, what are you doing to continue to create, be creative so that as a human being, you can't wait to jump out of bed in the morning and solve some of the uh, biggest problems instead of focusing on the whole scarcity thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, proactive health mastery, that's a big mistake business leaders make if you're not taking care of your health. Like the last time... I, I talked to Dr. Larry Ohlhauser. I think you know him. He's one of our forum chairs. I learned from him, dead CEOs don't meet their targets. So
2: <laughs>
0: right. where we need to ramp up our self-care and take care of our health. And then relationship mastery is, oh my gosh, If my kids and my husband are more important to me than anyone else on the planet And people lose perspective when they're under stress and all this pressure. And so, as you know, all the divorce cases are going up and partnership busts up, relationship busts up. These are the things, you know, in passion mastery, that CEO wanted to quit. He was like, I'm not having fun anymore. I am not passionate about this anymore. Well, actually, when we figured out what was going on for him, he still had a huge amount of passion for his business and what he was doing. But he was just losing perspective because he wasn't dealing with – all these other aspects of inspiring himself every day, and what essentially, if you if you use this roadmap, which I really want the world to have, it's complimentary. People can go on our McKay CEO mm-hmm. Forms website, and
1: we can put a link to it in the show notes for anyone listening.
0: Yeah, but there's a complimentary copy. They can just go to right. our best thing is just people can go to our mckayceoforms.com website, get a complimentary copy, then then you have a roadmap of what you can do. Mm. And what I did with that CEO in crisis and with so many CEOs I've worked with through COVID is literally help them come up with a 90-day plan mm-hmm. so they can focus on the key, three key areas to get themselves into mm-hmm. a place of inspiration.
1: You know, I've, I've got the model in front of me. It's it's really a great document to have and it includes a lot of you know ways to guide yourself through. But for people listening, let's go to kind of Uh, obviously not knowing who they are, what are the three that you see most frequently as priorities for people to tackle to begin inspiring themselves? And maybe we could delve into each and what you advise.
0: I think the first one is time mastery because time mastery, this whole idea of management, time management is an Mm -hmm. outdated mindset.
1: Hmm, How so?
0: In an exponential change world, As business leaders, we need to master our time because when you master your time, you master your life. When you master your life, you're jumping out of bed in the morning. You have an abundance mindset, and you just can't wait to get started to make the biggest contribution and impact in all aspects of your life. Mm -hmm. So that whole time mastery, really realizing we all have 24-7. It's what we say yes to. It's what we say no to. And it's a shift in mindset that from going, I don't have time. To I have time. I have 24/7 hmm. so playing field, and so I really need to be intentional in terms of what I'm saying yes to and no no to every day of my life.
1: Hmm. So how do you start that? I mean, let's someone listening say, "Wow, you know, that's that sounds great." But what I never have enough time. I'm in meetings all day, especially now. when I'm sure you've heard many of, of my clients speak about the fact that with Zoom, there's no more separation of home and work and meetings just stack, and you know, they'll be on meetings from 8 till 6 p.m. at night. How would you advise and work with that leader now to begin mastering time?
0: Well, Exactly the same approach I used with that CEO in crisis part. I started and I said to him, look, if we could just create the life that you wanted, because you're ready to quit anyway, we might <laughs> as well just take a look at your time and where you're spending your time what would you be doing with your time? You have 24 seven, no kidding. And so we worked through it. And he said, well, I would be going back to working out every day. Okay, let's put that in the calendar. No kidding. And I'm a believer in the 21 day uh, habit. And that's Mm -hmm. how I really mastered my own inspiration every day. It's like, pick a habit 21 days, do it every day, and you will master it if you set that intention. So for him, it was like, I got to get back to every day, working out every day. So I have the energy, the stress. Okay, perfect. Let's get that in the calendar. What about your wife? What about your kids? What about anything Hmm. that's going to help you? What about meditation? What about surrounding yourself, spending some time with friends, whether it's Zoom or phone or whatever that is? So we just mapped out what were the things in his health, What about getting that executive health check that you've procrastinated on into the calendar? So let's just put all that into the calendar. How's that feel? And he was like, oh, my gosh, if I could do that, that would be amazing. Well, Mm -hmm. let's just put that in. Now, the rest of the time is available, if you so choose, to be this CEO you want to be. Mm -hmm. And when he really thought about it, I asked him, what does success look like? What is that you really want? What's your purpose? He was very clear about he wanted to continue to be the CEO of this leading uh, company, global company. He wanted to continue to create jobs. That was his big purpose in life. He always wanted to be able to create jobs for people. So I I just got him to reflect Mm. on why does he want to do this? What Mm. matters to him most? And so then we started to think about, okay, then what kind of a schedule is going to work for you? And people are going to judge you how you live your life. But at the end of the day, you've got 24-7. So right. you you decide what hours you're gonna work, especially in this COVID world, and then you manage expectations. You you mm-hmm. go to your owner and you say, Well, here's what I'm prepared to do. And you go to your team and say, Here's what I'm gonna be doing. And not only that, he was he's such an inspiring leader, Bart. Everything I was teaching, training, coaching him on, mm-hmm. he was like, I'm taking this back to my team. Mm-hmm. I want my team to have this toolkit because I don't want them burning out like I've managed. Right myself into right
1: so it's really about the time mastery concept is about shifting from kind of passively or you know doing all the things that are put on you and instead stepping back saying what life what career you want to have and then proactively allocating your time accordingly is that is that a fair description
0: exactly and along with it i did some work with him on mental toughness Mm -hmm. on what are the things he could be doing on a daily basis so that he's showing up in a positive emotional state and learning some new tools. and from showing up in a very negative emotional state all the time with all the people around him, which he wasn't proud of, but he lost perspective. And uh, being able to remind himself every single day about what does success look like? What does he really want? Nice. what's his purpose, And so there's mental toughness that's related to time mastery. There's also this whole idea of building on your strengths, We Mm -hmm. have a whole conversation around what are the top 10 activities you do every single day in your CEO role? And what are the activities you suck at? So we get them off your plate. (laughs) It's not serving you. It's not serving the organization and you're burning out. So those are the things that we worked on. And then ego mastery, he was making his owner wrong. He was being a victim of a circumstance. Oh my gosh, my owner's a micromanager. I said, you've got a 20 year relationship with this guy. Go back and be a caring, vulnerable, Mm -hmm. assertive human being. Tell him how you're feeling about the situation. The impact it's having on Mm -hmm. you, how he's showing up and what you really need him to be doing. So then I worked him on over the next nine days, no kidding, in writing, business, family, personal goals. What are your big goals you're going to set for yourself? From a business perspective, Mm -hmm. repair the relationship with his owner. From a family perspective is repair the relationship with his wife from a personal perspective, get control of his health. And literally with him, I just said, those are the top three. And we're going to come up with a massive action plan, those three. And, and that's what he really needed to gain perspective and not feel like he needed to quit.
1: So I think that's this time master is a great first step. It's going to give you the 90-day plan. Then you can be inspired because what you're working towards. What's the, what's the second uh, most important area to master for uh, people listening?
0: Well, the second one is ego mastery. It is the biggest time waster. Hmm. The and there are eight, nearly eight billion people on the planet. We all have an ego. And, and the challenge is most people are not self aware when their ego is getting very loud and getting in the way. And, and this is where I really uh, want to talk about the fact that the key to mastering your ego is You do need other people around you to help you understand when your ego is getting in the way.
1: Okay. So what are the signs that your ego is getting in the way? How do you know?
0: Well, like that CEO, he was talking about his owner. He was a victim of the circumstance, uh, making his owner wrong about micromanaging him and calling him an idiot and a jerk and all these negative, uh, things. And that's our ego. Hmm. Our ego is going to play the blame game. It's going to get us into victim circumstance mindset. Our ego is going to make us suffer. It's going to make us really beat ourselves up about the past and catastrophize about the future, which is what he was doing. He was focused on, "Oh my gosh, this company's going to go down. Oh my hmm. goodness, I can't believe my wife's going to leave me." He was beating himself up. That's all ego. And so, once I was able to say to him, "That's all ego." And that's not the the real you, authentic you. The real authentic you is someone who's very empowered to make decisions and set boundaries and be the best version of yourself today. Mm-hmm. So that is the work that, that mm-hmm. around parking ego.
2: So
1: having someone who calls you on it or or having the um, self-awareness, I guess, to call yourself is is the first step to ego mastery. How do you then Once you're aware, oh my gosh, my ego's getting in the way, what do you do about it to develop mastery?
0: I think the the number one thing is, well, there's three things. The first one is you have to become aware of when you're in a negative emotional state, you're annoyed, you're frustrated, you're Mm -hmm. angry, you're freaked out, whatever that is. Crazy talk is going to come up. (laughs) And so the number one tip I give people around ego mastery is, do not talk to another human being. Don't send an email. <laughs> copy everyone you know. Don't put your <laughs> discussion When you're in a negative emotional state, because guaranteed your ego is going to get really loud. E- <laughs> you know, crazy talk is going to come out. And so do not get yourself into a positive state before you interact with another human being. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you're going to have to apologize. Right? So that's like tip number one. Become self-aware when you're in a negative emotional mm-hmm. state. That's when your ego is going to start playing the blame game and get defensive and start saying negative things about other people. And that's just your ego. It's getting in the way of you Mm. showing up as an authentic, caring, vulnerable, assertive human being. The second thing about ego mastery is once you do become aware that your ego is getting in the way, it's making a commitment to be judgment-free.
2: Okay.
0: And that is huge, especially in today's world, Bart, as you know, what's happening with so much uh, people in a negative emotional state. Because if they don't have emotional mastery, it's they can't help themselves, right? And they're just right. cranky. And there's just a lot of an increased conflicts, all these things going on. And, and to me, the, the root of that is just people are not committed to being judgment-free. Stop mm-hmm. judging themselves about not being good enough, smart enough, fast enough. He was beating himself up about, oh my Mm -hmm. gosh, how did I get myself into this? We have a three-minute rule in the case of Warren's Bart. You can beat yourself up for three minutes, and then we're going to get you into a positive emotional state so that you can just accept who you are and realize that you're an amazing human being and you're Mm -hmm. good enough exactly who you are today. And we Mm. all make mistakes. So Mm. it's being judgment-free first and foremost for yourself, right? And mm-hmm. then creating the space to not judge others and call them idiots, jerks, and, and what have you. So that's the second one. And then the third one around ego mastery is seriously committing to surrounding yourself with other positive people so that they can give you a perspective. So I shared with you earlier today, I just signed a deal with a publisher for uh, my second book with Alan yeah, Weiss, my co-author. great news. The Modern Trusted Advisor. Because I really believe that the world needs more peer support and the world needs Mm -hmm. trusted advisors to be helping CEOs, executives, business owners not lose perspective. And so it's surrounding yourself with trusted advisors who have our agenda free that can be that sounding board and and to help you like I was doing with that CEO in crisis. And then also surround yourself with your peers because we're all going through the same issues and challenges. In business, and it's just been exacerbated by the fact that we have this COVID challenge going mm-hmm. on. It's the same issues and challenges; it's just really just that much more.
1: You made some great points here. You know, as a, when I think about communication and the ability to communicate, if you're in an, if you're in that heightened state, you know, if your ego, as you say, is getting in the way, doesn't matter how great a leader you are, your communication is not going to be impactful. And so I think that self-awareness that you're talking about, or having people who can call you on it's just so critical for people to be inspirational because you're not always going to be able to be on. And And I think another thing I'm taking away is, look, this year has been hard for everyone. And a lot of that, particularly for high achievers, I know people judge themselves harshly. And so it's just be kind. I'm taking that away from what you're saying too. be kind to yourself and recognize that these are extraordinary times.
2: Um, well, yeah, your
0: point is so well taken, Bart, because somehow it's socially acceptable for people to say, oh, I'm an idiot. Oh, how stupid and stupid can I be right. and it's for us to beat ourselves up? And the reality is, every time we do that, that just chips away at our own self-esteem and self-confidence. And instead, what I coach CEOs and executives, business leaders on is, what if you actually jumped out of bed every morning? There's a really great book called Good Morning, I Love You. How many book rec- references in this McKay Mastery model that people can get access to, but that one in particular is all about what if you jumped out of bed every morning and you looked at yourself and you said, I'm a lovable person. I'm an amazing human being. I'm a gem. I'm enough exactly the way I am today. And of course, it's compelling for me that I mm-hmm. have the rest of my life to be the best version of myself. What if we actually did that and we had every human being on a planet That was what their self-talk was. And that would be huge in terms of people being judgment-free, parking their egos, and really being clear about who they are and what they need to do to inspire themselves. So that's a big piece of of this whole, how do you do this every single day for the rest of your life, right? right? Be the best version of yourself.
1: I love it. So so that's the second point is ego mastery. And I know we'd love to have time to go through all 10, but what's your third and final one that we should, that people listening can focus on and put into practice.
0: I believe that business is about people. Life is about people and relationships are everything. Relationship with yourself, relationship with people that you love at home, Mm -hmm. relationships with people that you love at work. And so during COVID, one of the key uh, pieces of feedback we got from our members part, we did a whole bunch of hackathons with CEOs throughout COVID. Mm -hmm. And what they shared with me was that they said, Nancy, what are you doing to create more trust and intimacy within Mm -hmm. our community of these 1,200 CEOs and executives? And I said, what do you mean trust and intimacy? They said, well, it's Zoom, it's not the same, we, we, we're, we we're really socially isolated, mm-hmm. and of course I have a huge passion around mental health, it was a crisis pre-COVID, it's now getting worse. And so, when I was listening to what they were saying, I thought to myself, you know what it is, it's the world needs more love. And relationship mm-hmm. mastery, the essence of relationship mastery, is to really understand that trust and love are your biggest game changers in every aspect of your life. And so I introduced this concept uh, this year in particular, game changers. Surround yourself with game changers. People have been there and done that before in every aspect of your life, mm. that they give you greater confidence and courage to be the best version of yourself. So that's one idea around relationship mastery is mm-hmm. be proactive around any goal in your life, whether it's business, family, or personal. Who is a game changer? And a game changer could be uh, you've read a book. An author like mm-hmm. Eckhart Tolle is my game changer on ego master. Uh, his books and his work are just completely game changing tools, practical tools. Uh, game changers could be mentors, coaches, trusted advisors, could be mm-hmm. people in your peer group. It's, but the, the mindset is if I have a goal in my life, my parenting coach has been a game changer. Never would have got through the teenage years. My kids mm-hmm. now, Bar are in university, like they're in their 20s. <laughs> even right and so so it's all about relationships and the essence of that is being comfortable with this whole i call it the l word the love word in the Mm -hmm. world because uh, love is really about being open-hearted it's about telling the truth it's about treating people as human beings Mm -hmm. and it's about being unconditional with the people around you so it's very few people have got their heads around. That's really what the world needs more of in today's world is the social isolation, the mental health issue. Gosh, if we could have people really mastering relationships, mm-hmm. adding new relationships that are inspiring for them and apologizing and letting go of all the friction in relationships that matter to you, park in our egos and, mm-hmm. and really going deeper in the relationships that matter to us. That's, that's really key.
1: I read a a piece yeah, on this topic. I read a piece in the Atlantic uh, earlier this year that talks about how COVID has kind of decimated all sorts of friendships and interactions that we used to rely on, you know, even casual ones like the office, the people at the office who you'd see, maybe they weren't your deep friends, but you would enjoy their company and we've lost that whole categories of relationships. So, COVID has certainly, I think, hurt those support systems that, as you say, can kind of energize and inspire us. What advice would you give people listening who are saying, look, you know, I just, <laughs> I don't have the energy to do more Zoom. I don't have, uh, you know, the, the richness of relationships now. What's the, the number one thing that people should do now to begin this relationship mastery practice?
0: The number one thing, we introduce business speed dates.
1: Okay. So tell me more.
0: (laughs) The whole, it's a mindset shift from, oh my gosh, I can't build relationships, go deeper with relationships through Zoom. I'm tired of Zoom and all of that. Mm -hmm. If we actually shift and say, oh my gosh, the fact that we're virtual, for me personally, I have much deeper relationships with people all over the world that in the past, We'd never even think about booking a monthly Zoom session to stay connected and to help each other. Right? And so, business speed dates. We introduce different types of speed dates. So the idea is they're twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. Bart, if let's say you and I, I'd love to do a speed date with you, Bart. So maybe you'll take me up on this offer. So there's different types of speed dates. There's a hot topic speed date. Mm. So a twenty minute Zoom or phone or social distance walk or what have you. You get the first 10 minutes, I get the second 10 minutes, and you tell me what's going on with you and what's an issue that you want some help with. And okay. then I help you, and then I do the same in the second 10 minutes. So hmm. well, that's a hot topic speed date. We also have a get new business speed date that okay. we get all of our members to book these get new business speed dates where you get the first 10 minutes part and you talk about who are the people that you want to get connected with that could be potential game changers for you. Hmm. You accelerate accelerate the growth of your business that I might be able to help you with an introduction. Huh. I get the last 10 minutes, same for me. And then we also introduce dream building speed dates and the dream building speed dates, very popular with CEOs that they've been doing with many of their direct reports. And in the dream building speed dates, you talk about where are you from, what's been the biggest obstacle or barrier that you've had to overcome to get mm. to where you are today. And what are your big dreams going forward? Mm. These are new conversations that I like that I've never had with each other. And so we've had members do these speed dates together uh, with each other, uh, you know, around the world now because we've gone global. And and then they they decide, you know what? I'm going to do these dream building speed dates with every single person on my top team. Huh. And they've come back saying, Oh my gosh, I had no idea that these were the dreams of the people on my top team. These were the obstacles they had to overcome. And it just created so much trust and love and connection like they've never experienced before all through Zoom or by phone or social distance walking. So it requires a life, right?
1: I love it. I love it. The, uh, the way that you can be intentional in forging relationships even this time and shifting your mindset away from why it's hard or why you're drained to let's use this as an opportunity to get energized in ways that we couldn't before. So that's, that's a really powerful, uh, tool there, Nancy. So this has been hugely valuable. Uh, you know, you've really, I think the big takeaway for me is that you've got to, if you want to inspire, I mean, this podcast is all about inspiration, but you have to start with yourself and that, you know, see, (laughs) it's kind of funny. Your your CEOs are human too. Um, and they get drained and worn down. And so self-inspiration is really the starting point. That's what I'm taking away from today's discussion.
0: Absolutely. And I've had so many business leaders say it's the first time in their entire career where they actually stop to reflect on what is it that they need to do every day to inspire themselves so that they can then begin to really step into how to inspire others. So it's been very rewarding. we launched a retreat for CEOs that were, were delivering two day Zoom retreats on inspired leadership. You go first. And I had my, one of the CEO groups that I chair that I started 15 years ago. I said to them, this is going to be the most inspiring retreat we've ever done. It's going to be a two day Zoom session. And they looked at me and said, what are you talking <laughs> about? How can this be? And we literally had two days of reflecting. And really learning about what does it really take to inspire yourself, going through the various 10 success factors. And literally, the testimonials were, it was our best retreat ever. So again, this mindset shift from, oh my gosh, I can't wait till this is all over. Mm -hmm. What do we do every day today to make the biggest impact? We're not waiting for this COVID thing Mm -hmm. to go away. We are stepping into every day, making it the most inspiring day that we can make it.
1: I love it. Good words to end by. And, and we'll put links to your model um, and to Maccasio forums in uh, in the show notes. So, Nancy, really appreciate you coming on. Congratulations on your new book deal. I will uh, look forward to reading that. And uh, yeah, for all you do for not only your CEOs, but sharing your expertise uh, with a broader audience here.
0: Thanks so much, Barton. I'm looking forward to a speed date with you. Looking forward-
1: anytime. Anytime. We'll do the dream builder. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Nancy McKay. Just some really valuable insights there about how outwardly focused senior leaders are. You know, focus on the customer, focus on their employees, focus on the results. And that in the long run, that can really undermine your own authenticity and, and knowing what it is that drives you. It certainly resonates with me, uh, particularly for the COVID year when we lurched through a series of crises. And so I took a lot away from Nancy's conversation and tools, and um, I hope you did too. Next time on the pod, I welcome David Miller. If the name's familiar, if you live in Toronto, he was our mayor for many years and then head of the World Wildlife Foundation and now working on a global initiative uh, for cities to bring sustainability to the best cities in the world. So he's had an incredible career in politics, in the public sector, And really his whole success is based on communication. And so he joins me to tell his lessons for what it takes to communicate inspirationally. Hope you'll come back for that episode. And in the meantime, please rate the podcast. Helps us get noticed. Uh, I always love comments. uh, And so thank you for joining the Inspired Podcast.